time. Rewind. This is Dope Nostalgia. Sorry, that went over my head. <laughs> That's not a short joke. No, that was a full-out short joke. Well, here we are again. Uh, we're doing a bonus episode with the year 2000 because even though it kind of bleeds over the edge, it's not technically the 90s anymore, but we figured we'd round out the whole era nicely with a billboard year-end top 10 of 2000. But Welcome, one of the James. reasons we're one of the reasons we want to do this is I'm pretty sure that P, uh, that some of the ones that were in the top ten in uh, '99 are going to be in the top five, if not higher, in 2000. That's just well, kind of my prediction. We're going to see how that works out. How your prediction runs. What were you doing in 2000, Jimmy? Oh, 100% in 2000. I know I was with the basketball team. In November of 2000, I did actually start with a basketball team. They're all a bunch of, okay, little people. Um, mm-hmm. I hate that word, but it's just, that's not the point. <laughs> um, a bunch of little people, we used to go around, talk to kids about bullying, but I met them in November of 90, of November of 2000. Mm-hmm. And we used to talk about bullying, do a comedy style basketball. I got to see the entire country, you know, ah, a, cool. a four foot person playing basketball for a job for over four years is pretty awesome. And, yeah. and I enjoyed it. And if it wasn't for that job, I actually wouldn't be leave, living in Edmonton and I wouldn't have met you, Naomi. Wow. Well, an experience I was able to like provide like for your young life to be able to see the country like that too. And like I, I was 20, <clears throat> 25 at the time ish. Mm-hmm. 25. Yeah, that's pretty cool. When I was 21, 21 turning 22, I think. Uh, I was just starting my, uh, I went into college actually for music at Grant McEwen during that year. So I was doing a semester of music education. I only lasted a semester though, before I quit, (laughs) I couldn't handle it. It was all really jazz orientated, the program. And that wasn't me. And I also ran out of money. So I went back to work, (laughs) but Hey, I learned, learned some stuff there. Uh, I don't regret the experience got to, uh, Got to meet some people and have some fun and be in school for a bit. Yeah, it's uh, the beginning. Of, the beginning of two thousand was a heck of a ride. Now we're going on this ride into the past with our number ten song to start off with, from another huge hit maker, who we've seen multiple times on our podcast, um, the previous top ten countdowns. Uh, Tony Braxton is back with her song. He wasn't man enough. Oh, I don't remember this cartoon thing at the beginning. Beginning. <laughs> but I yeah, I, this, I remember this video. I bet you do. Rodney Darkchild Jenkins, producer. 
But this was my last time I remember her be having a huge chart hit. I wonder if there's any like famous people in this video too. She's had, she's had some in the past. Mm-hmm. Robin Givens. Remember Robin Givens? Oh, yes. She used to be on Head of the Class, and, and she yes. was married to Mike Tyson. Here's your chance. Well. I know this one. If I remember correctly, without watching the whole video, I think he like, so Robin Givens is all like, I married him, you didn't, ha ha. And I think that he gets caught cheating on Robin and then she and Tony kind of join forces, I think at the end. We could skip ahead. Might as well. Oh, I love those silver dresses. Oh, yeah. She sets him up. She sets him up so that Robin Givens sees he's a cheater by broadcasting it on the TVs in the club. Yeah, Whoa. that's what happened. And then tells him to look up. I love it. That's a great song. But yeah, I barely remembered that video. I'm glad you remembered it. Are you going to say anything? <laughs> uh, no, it was. Okay, sorry. I'm. I have a thing for uh, female-led bands. I know. I've heard this. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> We've only been friends for a while. No, <laughs> that, well, that's a great video. Oh, yeah. I love the outfits, and I love the, the aesthetic the of it. The song itself is good, but I think... But I think the thing is, is like the, the way, like with the female singers at that time was they had a, I don't know, a system, a way, because a lot of them did a lot of the same kind of like the rhythm is very similar from one to the other, at least what I'm thinking. I think a lot of the pop music in general was regardless of, uh, regardless of male or female don't you don't see maybe. that maybe but it's just uh, there's a song that i think is going to be in the top top five that is very similar in style to this one i'm not going to say what it is yet i'm very interested i hope you wrote that down because i i want i, want I actually to have it sitting in front of me perfect Okay, we're moving on to number nine with a group that charted constantly. You can get away from these guys on the radio. It wasn't until I saw them uh, about five or six years ago live 
that I realized how many hits this band has. Matchbox 20 with the song Bent is your number nine of 2000. I don't recall this video at all. I don't recognize this video either. Do you remember the song? Oh, yes. Is this kind of like this? A lot of Matchbox 20 songs were on different genre stations. They were all over the place. Oh yeah, Such this a young is 100%. Such a young Rob Thomas, eh? <laughs> yeah. Before he was doing all the Santana tunes. But yeah. Are you a Matchbox 20 fan? Mm. No? I like a couple of songs. Yeah. There's some of the pop bands. I love this song. Mm -hmm. But there's a couple that... I can take or leave it, but I, to me, some of them are one hit wonders in my head, like songs that I remember. You know what I mean? Uh, I remember liking a couple songs by this band, like Long Day. Long Day was a great, uh, uh, great Matchbox 20 song and Bright Lights. Baby, 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 when all your love is gone. Okay. Yeah. Save yeah. Me? Yeah. Yeah, my band used to cover that one. I may have heard that. <laughs> All right, so we go on to number eight. We've got a country entry on the chart. Do you have any idea yet who it is without looking at the screen? <laughs> who, who would have been a country band that would have, do you think, would have made it onto the top 10 on Billboard, the main hit single chart? I want to say Blue Rodeo, but I'm not. No. Maybe in oh, Canada. The, okay, this. Uh, but not in Billboard. Okay, this song 100%. Every time our eyes meet, this feeling inside me. I I'm going to look up who wrote this song. I'm very curious who wrote this song. Baby, when you touch me. This is still a wedding song, like all the, all over the oh, place. Yeah. It just blows me away. All over the place. Songwriters don't know any of them. Uh, Marv Green, Chris Lindsay, and Amy Mayo. I can hear no, I don't know them. I assume that they're probably quite successful. But. Uh, I think uh, oh, this, every, is, this is yeah. I think everybody in North America knows the song. <laughs> when you say country artists at this time, I actually thought it would have been Blue Rodeo. The reason I say Blue Rodeo, it would never be Blue Rodeo, is because they only really have Canadian success. Uh, yeah, There's maybe. A, they haven't really crossed over the American border very much. Um, they might have had a, a few 
do well down there, but I don't, I think they primarily have Canadian success. I can't even get them on this show. I tried. <laughs> They're touring constantly. They're always doing bars and. Yeah, like they, fair enough. They've done the River Cree about 107 times. <laughs> All right. This next one, uh, your number seven song. This is another one of those big dreamy ballads. Best way to get rid of the ads is you have to buy the premium. No, thanks. I only spend my money on New Kids on the Block tickets. Savage Garden is back. At number seven with I Knew I Loved You. Well, a lot of people know this song. I think Truly Madly Deeply was a bigger hit, but this still was a really cool tune, too. Hey, it's Kristen Dunst. Did Truly Madly Deeply come first? That was in the last run, right? Yes. Oh, she brought her goldfish for a ride. (laughs) I love to take my goldfish for walks. probably why it died it was the leash if you're not watching the music video with us you're gonna have no idea what the hell we're saying but uh they're on a subway with kirsten dunson a goldfish in a bag hit 100 i know this song mm-hmm. i didn't know kirsten dunst was in this video i didn't either honestly didn't know that I'm sure I've seen this video before because there was a time where I religiously watched much music, but uh, I don't remember it. Now, before there was Beyonce. Oh, everybody knows Destiny's Child. Mm-hmm. She came from a group called Destiny's Child and they had massive hits, including this next one at number six for the year this is say my name you know the song james no I've, I've lived in a bubble for the last 50 years of course i know that song yeah you lived in a bubble for part of the 90s jimmy i did it's okay i used to live in that bubble in the 80s This, Everyone's always this song like, used to be played in every bar, everywhere. It still is. I think people still know it, young people too. Oh, 100%. But the only people only ever, ever remember Beyonce, Kelly, and Michelle, because Michelle was the most recent of the Destiny's Child girls when it was the threesome of them. People seem to forget the girls that were in it before, and I can't remember their names because I forgot them. It was a bit of a revolving door there. But this, uh, but this band broke Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Her dad managed the band. Her mom made all the clothing for the band. She styled them and everything. But as soon as they got big, then she did her thing, and she's still huge. 
Yeah, at some point there was a decision made because Destiny's Child had become one of the biggest selling girl groups at that time. And then at some point the decision was made that Beyonce would be solo. I mean, it could have been something they'd been planning all along. We never really know. Maybe this whole thing was just to launch Beyonce in the first place. It's Hard easier because back then, because you had all these boy bands and and uh, all these guy groups, girl girl groups were were a huge thing. Spice Girls was a huge thing around that time too, right? TLC, Spice Girls, and these guys, yeah, very very big. After these messages, we'll be right back. Guess what, friends? I have a new voicemail number just for you. Give us a call at Dope Nostalgia. Our number is 780-851-8785. Leave us a message. Pick up the phone just like you used to in the old days. Remember before text messaging? Yeah, we used to actually call each other. If you just want to be heard and be on the podcast, give us a call. Once again, our Dope Nostalgia Hotline, 780-851-8785. Pick up the phone. Remember, this number is Canadian, so long-distance charges may apply. Throw on your Jinkos, Baby Tees, and Doc Martens, grab your Lisa Frank Trapper Keeper, and join Jackie and Danielle on a journey to the late 90s as we reminisce about the movies of our youth on the No More Late Fees podcast. Don't forget your flannel and butterfly clips. And remember, be kind and rewind. Next phase, next stage, next grade, next way. Hold it down, feel All right, we're going into number five, halfway through the chart with Vertical Horizon, Everything You Want. I would definitely say that they were a one-hit wonder. I have never heard of the band, but I know the song. It's coming to your brain automatically, isn't it? Yes. That was a big tune. Somewhere there's speaking. It's already coming in. Oh, and it's rising at the back of your mind. You never could get in. I had make no idea the name of the band. Now you're here. I didn't even know what they looked like. Oh, he's sexy. So these guys could like walk down the street and not be harassed. Did he say skid marks? Uh, yeah, he did. This song is still played. Yeah. They probably made a mint off that song and they can probably still continue to tour and make oh. money off of it today. I'm sure of it. 
is an awkward pause where I wait to see if you're going to say anything. I uh, know. <laughs> Another thing uh, I noticed when we've done all these lists is I can't recall over the 11 episodes we've done of the top 10 of Billboard. I don't think we've had a single person who's been on this show yet. We need to get someone on this show. Because these people are just so famous. They're so busy. <laughs> well, this anyway. is one of the biggest. Uh, basically, I would call you a, th a, a throwback podcast because it is. You're throwing back to 1990. Mm -hmm. Like. You're going <laughs> to you get just stated the obvious. <laughs> No, but it's just, but you know what I mean? Like you're the biggest throwback podcast. Well, so I don't know. There's a lot of, there's a, we'll just pretend that's true, but uh, oh. there's a, there's a lot of podcasts. There's a lot of competition, oh. but we're happy with, with what we've done here so far. It just gets better. <laughs> Can only get better from here. Yes. We are up to number four now. I don't know if you would know this one. By an artist named Joe, and the song's called "I Want to Know." Um, Joe did a song with Mystical back in the day that was an upbeat tune called "Stutter." Um, I love that song. He also did a song with the group Insync called "I Believe in You." So these songs did quite well, but apparently this one did the what best of all of them. Right to be at number four. You keep stressing me. Stress? Because I expect you to be faithful to me. That's stress. All that drama you keep stressing me. You bring, me out. you bring the drama to yourself. <laughs> you know okay? what? Keep all That's that. All that drama, you just keep that to yourself. Uh, go ahead. She's familiar. Yeah, she looks like somebody I know. X-Man. Yeah. So Joe's just waiting on the sidelines there for him to walk away. And he's like, yo, what's up, girl? What's up, girl? My name's Joe. How are you? Yo, yo, Bob, give me a pin. I'm gonna get your digits. Can you give me your pager number? It doesn't matter what time it is. That's my real number too. <laughs> what about your pager? Nah, nah, that's my that's my direct number. All right. She said it. She said it. Your pager? He goes, no, that's my direct number. Need the chorus. I always love these apartments they put in these in these pop videos. They're always so nice. Yeah. Modern, sleek. I want to live here. Me too. So, probably not familiar to you? Not at all. Yeah. Good for Joe. I'm glad he got up there with that one. I wonder what Joe's doing nowadays. We should talk to him. <laughs> All right. I, I, I was kind of distracted because I was looking him up because he kind of looked like a guy from a TV show I just recently finished, but he's not him. Mm. Joe is such a is one of those names that are probably hard to Google too. Like um, when it's just Joe, like the band Live is one of the hardest bands to find internet information on because of the name. Oh yeah, it's really hard. <laughs> but if you do live band, band, you'll get it stuff. It sometimes helps. 
it does help, but it's just, I think it screws up the algorithm and all of that. It's hard to get all the info. So we're going to go do number three now okay. with a gentleman who was mentioned earlier. So this is Santana. We talked about him earlier being with a Rob Thomas in a track that came down the road later. But this is the one with the product G&B. Who's that? Oh, it's Wyclef John. Right there, that's Wyclef. Oh. The product G&B was an American R&B duo made up of David Cray and Marvin Moore Ho. They were associated with Wyclef Sean's The Refugee Camp, and that is why Wyclef introduces them like that, does the MCing on the song. But you remember Santana was putting out albums around this time that were just making huge hits? Yeah. Santana was huge at this time. Mm-hmm. But he's a heck of a guitar player. Here you've got this guy who had big success in the 70s with his guitar skills and his bands and his Black Magic Woman and all this stuff. And he comes back in the early 2000s with new music and makes a huge splash because he's incorporating all these hit artists of the time and doing songs with them. But but that's keeping yourself relevant. It's, yep. it's why, he's, why he's known by everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Carlos Santana, huge deal. That's our number three. The song still gets play. Right? And now, what did I do? I covered the button. <laughs> We're moving on to number two. It's getting tight. It's getting to the top. There's a couple of predictions we had. You're going to share yours later. And I had a prediction that I thought Backstreet Boys, I want it that way, would be on this list as well. So let's see what happens. Number two, <laughs> it's Santana again. Really? <laughs> with, Rob, with Rob Thomas. This is the one. Smooth. Oh, I thought this was just like the last Matchbox 20 video we watched where he gets hit by the car. <laughs> I thought he was going to get hit by the car nice. again. It, they just changed the script a touch. <laughs> Huge oh, song. Smooth. Totally. Everyone knows this song. I think I still like this song. Oh, um, no, so far the voting is tight. <laughs> Huge album. I. This is on one of my regular playlists. Yeah. What? Which playlist? Is it for for cleaning the house playlist or doing? Uh, no, no, this is the martial getting, arts drunk, getting drunk in my living room playlist. Sweet. Well, that's a good choice for you right now. Cheers. <laughs> Here we are, drunk in our living rooms. Well, I'm not drunk. I'm only two in. I'm slow. I'm not drunk either. Yet. <laughs> Yet. Well, we've made it to number one. This is the last song we're going to do in our series. How are you feeling about this? Uh, 
I'm not sure you're smiling, so you know what it is. I know what it is, but I'm not at all expecting this. This is shocking to me, actually. Number one for really? 2000 was Faith Hill, Breathe. Oh, I didn't see that at all coming. Me neither. And you know what's also crazy? That means that my prediction of Backstreet Boys, they did not get into the top 10 of 2000. They were only at number 15 for 1999 with I Want It That Way. I wonder if you're on this list. Backstreet Boys are on this list with other songs of the top yeah, 100. The song, song I predicted, uh, it's got to be on. Uh, we'll deal with that later. <laughs> but then again, I Want It That Way came out like early to mid-1999, so it would probably wouldn't have charted in 2000. Mine's an Aaliyah tune. Oh, really? Which one? I had it written down. Try again? Either try either try again or another one that sounded like one we did earlier. Uh, are you feeling me? Are you feeling me? I've never heard of that one. Uh, are you that somebody I've heard of? No, this is uh, because the... The song, why I picked that one, is the movie came out early 2000s, Romeo Must Die, which mm -hmm. was a Jet Li movie. And she was, she starred in the movie mm -hmm. and she did the soundtrack. Wasn't like, that uh, the video for Try Again? Yes, but also Are You Feeling Me is also on there too. Okay. I don't think that was a big single though. I don't know. I kind of like it. It's probably a good song. I like her. She's fantastic. It's too bad that we lost her so early. So in her, into her career, right? You know, she passed away because she was like, her plane crashed when they were shooting her music video. And they overweighed the plane. Yeah. But the video, they still somehow had the footage because the video came out. What a sad video release. No, eh? no, it's it was they were flying to a vacation. It wasn't for that movie. It was for uh, she did like a vampire movie. Uh, Queen of the Dam. That was later. Queen of the Dam. But this was a, just a music video shoot for Rock the Boat. Oh, was it? Yeah, that's where she passed away. But the the video still came out. All right, so number one is Faith Hill. I do love me some Faith Hill. I think she's fabulous. Oh, she's a fabulous singer. I just didn't see this being the number one of the year, especially a country song. I can feel the magic floating in the air. She's so gorgeous. The sunlight dance across your face. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I don't either, but I'm just speechless. First time I heard Faith Hill was um, it was either her cover of Peace in My Heart, the Janis Joplin song, or oh, back in like 94, 95, or it would have been uh, Take Me As I Am. Which is the name of that album? So, I, 
this this song surprises me because like a lot of her duets with uh, Tim McGraw mm-hmm. were later on and and this and and they got married in 96 oh yeah Really? Was that early they got married? Yeah, I just looked it up. Oh. Wow. And they're still together. So far, they've been a successful reunion. And they tour together and do duets and do their own stuff. They've done it right, you know? It's nice to see. It's nice to see that happen. In a world full of divorce. (laughs) Now, Jimmy, you look back at the top 10 of 2000. What would have been your personal favorite? I kind of think I know. Okay, uh, I'll let you pick which one I think it is. I think that you're going to pick Santana Smooth. Because you have it on the playlist. (laughs) Yeah, but no. It's not the one. Say my name, Destiny's Child. Really? That's awesome. You know, I think that's what I'm picking too. Destiny's Child. I'm a big fan. Big fan yeah. of everything they put out. So yeah, that, that's my pick. And that was number six. Wow, we did it. We're officially done. So uh <laughs> we'll try again was on the list. It was further down. Aaliyah, it was at number 12. So it barely given the out, the outer edge of this list. Damn, hey. I figured that was going to be like one of the songs from that movie was going to be on the list. What do you know? Who knew? No kidding. Yeah, you don't even see the Backstreet Boys on this list until uh, number 31, Show Me the Meaning of Being Lonely. Wow, look at that. Surprise, surprise. How is that? I don't know it's a good song, but I'm kind of surprised because Millennium yes. at the time was the biggest selling debut album for, for top sales within a week. Yeah, it's like two point something million in the first week. That doesn't That's happen crazy. anymore. No, <laughs> That's not now everything is downloads. Yep, sure is. Everything's downloads. And then, uh, yeah, the music business has really changed from the way it was. But that time in history, especially in the late 90s, was the height of music store sales. Yeah. Until Napster and its friends came along. And then iTunes. Shortly after. after. uh... Mm -hmm. But I've still kept most of my CDs. I still have them. Sometimes I wonder what's the point, but it's kind of nice to have them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I think I got rid of most of mine. Yeah, so it was just too much stuff in this apartment. To take I up, still space. have to get rid of more. Mm. Well, thank you for going on this journey with me. That uh, we've gone through the, all these years of music and a lot of the stuff that you had never heard before. So, but but also some of it was like a, a cool memory mm-hmm. of of songs that. It, like when you mentioned the artists and 
I knew the songs. I could sing the word to the songs, but I had no idea who did them. Yeah. Yeah, no. But now I kind of give you a little bit of uh, perspective on what was going on on the charts at the time. Yeah. So how you know. Who knew? Who knew? All right. Cool. Hey, kids, put down that Tamagotchi and listen for a second. You know, you can follow us on Twitter at Nostalgia Dope, Instagram at Dope underscore Nostalgia. Visit our website at www.dopenostalgia.com or pick up the phone and call us at 780-851-8785. This podcast is licensed by SoCan because we believe that artists should be paid for their work.